0: Wait a minute, I hear something! Dr. Movie! Dr. Movie! Dr. Movie! Dr. Movie! Yeah! What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Movie, where I'm easing on down the road and just talking about some movies. I'm just talking about some movies, y'all. Uh, here's one that I've watched way too many times. And I'll be honest with you. This is one of the first movies when, when I met Danny from Hell Ming. You know, we met each other at work. One of the first movies, I don't know why, that we kind of brought up and started talking about was this movie, right here. Meatballs part two. <laughs> if that doesn't tell you what kind of relationship me and Danny Bennett have, I, I mean, this should make perfect sense, really. I mean, if you think about it. But, uh, yeah, how do you start great friendships? It starts with meatballs too, folks. And who knows? It may even lead to you creating a podcast. Um, wow. Here's the thing. I haven't seen this one in a really long time. And really, if you listen to the last episode where I talked about Hollywood Nights, which I highly recommend you check out, um, right after it went off on Tubi, it brought up Meatballs 2. And I'm like, yes, I'm game. And I have forgotten how many people are in this movie. Uh, so this is from 1984, the sweet spot of 80s movies, right? You're right there where everything was happening. So, uh, you know, you got the success of the original Meatballs. And this movie kind of pulls a howling two on you, where it's like, you know what? We really can't compete with the first one, so let's just make this one kind of outlandish as possible. (laughs) And boy, do they do that. Uh, and there's some things, too, you're like, wow. I mean, because this came out in 84. Now, I'll, I'll get to it in a minute. Why It's like, the timing of the thing, right? Uh, hold on. I'm at a, a stop here in the road. All righty. So, uh, let's let's look at this one. Uh, this movie was directed by. Now, here's this just tells you, again, just how wacky this thing is. This movie was directed by Ken Weterhorn. Who's Ken Weterhorn? Well, he directed, <laughs> just to give you a reference, because he's made so many comedy classics, like Return of the Living Dead Part Two, <laughs> freaking shockwaves from 77, which you see a part of in Meatballs too. If you've never seen Shockwaves, uh, you, you kind of need to see that, right? Uh, a group of my favorite podcasters actually had a show called Shockwaves, named after this movie, uh, Eyes of a Stranger from '81. He did the Dark Tower. If you guys remember when I did all the Demon movies, the one that was called Demon Episode, you know, 78 or whatever it was, <laughs> Dark Tower. He directed that, uh, yeah. So I mean, what a what a wild uh, collection of movies to say. You know what? You're the guy to make a a meatballs ripoff uh, or sequel. I guess you can call it a ripoff. Let's do a synopsis real quick since it's right here close. Uh, here's the other thing too. The place is called Camp Sasquatch. I would really love to have a T-shirt. From this movie, that is a Camp Sasquatch T-shirt, but it says Camp Sasquatch will be brought, uh, will be bought out, and closed unless the owner, Coach Giddy, uh, wins a boxing competition scheduled for the end of the summer. Tough City Punk Flash, who's performing in his community service time at the camp, is the coach's best hope. Flash reluctantly offers to help. Uh, and so must use his raw sparring talents to get a motley group of adolescent misfits into fighting shape while also trying to win the heart of pretty Cheryl. That's... I don't... I don't they got the wrong name for Cheryl, but okay. So there you go. I mean, that's, that's a lot to digest. Uh, it's a camp movie. I know here we are, you're like, why well, are you doing a camping movie? why are you doing a summer camp movie in in in, you know the first of november well why not because it's it's what i watched that's it's just that simple folks i don't i don't worry about trends too much unless you guys suggest them you know but for the most part i just watch whatever whatever i want to watch so you can like it or lump it (laughs) um let me get turned here. Do we have a wide watch? Yes, we do. Wide to watch. Amusing, goofy, and rousing. Rousing? I don't know, maybe. It got a three point <laughs> 3.7 out of 10. So somebody don't like it. I happen to love it. Uh it says overall this is an underrated, fun family film. That's an absolute must-see. I don't know if you would call this a family flick because the whole point of this movie, if you guys listen to the Little Darlings episode that I did, it's almost the same premise. I think they kind of took that idea. But instead of, you know, the girls trying to get laid, they just want to expose... One of the girls who's very naive to uh, seeing a man's junk for the first time, or a guy's junk. Uh, That's kind of the whole point. Really, I mean, the synopsis that I gave you does happen, but the whole real point of this movie is for a a naive girl to see a man's wanker. That's kind of it. That's the whole point. Uh, let's talk about a cast. And this is the big shocker for me, man. Because I totally forgot everybody that's in this movie except for Kim Richards. <laughs> and that may be because, you know, when you're 13, 14 years old in the 80s, Kim Richards was kind of a hot, hot item. Um, and she is the, the the naive girl in this. We got John, uh, John McGatty in this. He plays Flash. He's the the rough and tumble guy. I'm not exactly sure what else he's been in. Let's look here. Knights of the City, Tag, the movie Tag, uh, White Shadow, Dead Men Don't Die. Uh, nothing nothing to really write home about, except he was in Meatballs too. Uh, we got the one and only Paul Rubens in this. I totally forgot. That Paul Rubens is in this movie. Pee-wee Herman, for all of you that don't know his real name. Uh, he's the bus driver, he's the DJ, he's the ring announcer for the boxing match. He's put he's wearing like a flight helmet <laughs> the whole time. I really enjoyed seeing him in this movie. Because you kind of get to see him not be Pee Wee Herman, but still be very funny. He even comes in as a little Hira Krishna guy at one point in the movie. Um, really, really enjoyed seeing him in this again. We got Richard Mulligan from Soap. He's the uh, the, the, the coach that's kind of running the camp. Like I said, Kim Richards, come on I mean she was just she was she was the item back in the day from tough turf I mean everything I mean, that's a little later on. She's still a little younger here. Uh, Hamilton Camp, who's the, the colonel that runs the, the military uh, summer camp that's across the lake, who hates everybody at Camp Sasquatch. and that's who they have to end up fighting is you know they find their best competitor and both camps fight. And he's trying to take over the Camp Sasquatch. We've got John Laura in this, who is absolutely comic gold in this movie. As Lieutenant Lieutenant uh, Felix Foxglove, he works at the military base, but he, he's a uh, he's a little soft shoe. I don't know how else to put it in this movie. Uh, absolutely hilarious. Now we've kind of established the point of this movie, but this is here's what I love about Meatballs too. It goes so many directions. And one direction is, we're going to uh, do a spoof on E.T. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and with that, we have Felix uh, Silla in this, who, you know, played Tweaky. Uh, or, you know, yeah, Tweaky on uh, Buck Rogers. He, he always plays a little person, right? He plays the alien That is obviously an MTV, uh, MTV, an E.T. ripoff. And he comes down from outer space to go to summer camp. And, you know, he meets a group of kids. And this is, again, this is where Danny and I became friends because the first thing we talked about was Meathead. Which is the name of this alien. Because... (laughs) When they meet this group of kids, they're trying to talk to him real slow English, like that's going to make him understand, even though he speaks English very, you know, naturally. But they go, We're humans. Me, Ted. What's your name? He goes, Me, Ted. And they go, Meathead. <laughs> so uh, the alien's called Meathead, who uh, smokes his first joint. Uh, Walks through walls, walks through trees. Stays hidden through most of the movie, but at the end of the movie, he's sitting in the crowd at the boxing match, and nobody pays attention. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. But I love it. Here's one for you. We got Mr. Rowe in this. Mr. Rowe. Now, last episode, I talked about the sheriff, Bimbo, in that movie, being a regular on Hee Haw. Now, one thing Hee Haw was known for was the Hee Haw Honeys, which were a bunch of bombshell knockouts. Kind of like the Benny Hill show, all the girls they had on there. The Hee Haw Honeys were kind of the same way, they dressed very scantily, very southern, very country, uh, you know, very low-cut, high-cut, however you want to put it. And Misty Rowe was a Hee Haw Honey. Possibly... The best looking one. Um, so to see her in anything but hee haw is kind of weird for me because that's what I know her as. And she's one of the counselors. And like I said, there, there's requirements for you to be a hee haw, honey. And she's showing off those requirements in this movie. Um, she is uh, having a love affair in this movie with uh, a, a guy named Jamie who is Archie Hahn? Now Archie Hahn is in my favorite, second favorite movie, however you want to put it, Phantom of the Paradise. He's one of the Juicy Fruits. He's one of the singers in the, in the movie. So Archie Hahn, it's cool to see him in something else too. We get one of my favorite comedians ever in this movie with Vic Dunlop. Now Vic Dunlop, big chubby, curly headed guy. Uh, not in a lot of movies. But I've seen his stand-up stuff a bunch. First time I ever saw him, it was on a show called Make Me Laugh, where contestants had to sit in a chair, and comedians would come up and for like 30 seconds try to get you to laugh, and if you laugh, if you don't laugh, you win money, right? It, It was a game show, TV game show. The last thing you wanted was Vic Dunlop in your face, and hardly anybody ever made it through Vic Dunlop. Uh... We got Jason Hervey in this. So it's funny you get Pee-wee in here, even though he's not Pee-wee, but we get the little boy that has his bike <laughs> at the end of Pee-wee's Big Adventure, who, who also, if you know Jason from uh, The Wonder Years, I mean, he was that 80s kid you saw on all kinds of stuff, right? Uh, I mean, this the cast goes on. Elaine Bluesler. It's weird again, and this may be why it brought up Meatball's Two after Hollywood Nights, because Elaine Boozler was a stand-up comedian, but she was also not necessarily the news with Stuart Pankin, who was in the last movie. Um, I mean, again, man, there's just, I was blown away by all the people in this movie. You got Donald Gibb in this, as Mad Dog, in the boxing match, who is, you know, Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, gosh, it just goes on and on, man. The people in this movie. Uh, I'm I'm gonna stop it there because I'm already already at 15 minutes and I haven't got to the movie yet. There's not much else to tell you. I pretty much described it through all the characters here. Summer camp, bunch of kids. You get the introduction to all the kids coming from all the different backgrounds. You got rich kids, you got poor kids, you got the nerds, you got the, the jocks, you got, uh, Flash, who's being taken out of a police car and put on a school bus to send to the summer camp to do his service. You get the military group that's across the lake who's training kids to be little killers, um, which is hilarious. Um, They compete with Camp Sasquatch, where crazy stuff happens all the time. You get Boomer, who's supposed to be the, the boxer for Camp Sasquatch, who's just a moron. The military camp takes him out so he can't box, so they had to find a substitute, which ends up being Flash. We got Meathead going around doing all kinds of crazy alien stuff, uh, who's also voiced by Archie Han. Uh, And you got, like I said, Archie Han's character and and, uh, the girl from Hee Haw, they're trying to get it on all the time they're trying to find secluded places and every time they get together they're found out so that never works out um you got kim richards who's in here with a bunch of girls that are all you know in their early teens and they're looking at magazines of naked dudes and you know kim richards has never seen one so their goal is for him, for her to see one in real life. And again, that's kind of the plot of this movie. Um, you get lots of hijinks. You got Vic Vic Dunlop, Vic Dunlop Dunlop, who's the uh, the camp cook, who's just again just crazy as can be. Paul Rubens is knocking it out of the park in this one. Um, you got. A good assembly of kids in this one. I, I, I think that's one of the things I always liked about it is I, I enjoyed the kids in this movie. Uh, especially even back in the day It's for well like hey I, you know I could actually hang out with some of these kids. Um, it comes down to the big boxing match and the military group found out that Flash is gonna be their boxer so they end up kidnapping him taking him to the camp and locking him in a room he breaks out, can't find his clothes goes to John Laraquette's closet to find some clothes to wear and there's nothing but party gowns and dresses in there. He puts on a dress, makes it to the boxing match, fights Ogre in the boxing match, but he can't really beat him on his own because it's, hello, it's Ogre, it's Donald Gibb. And uh, so Meathead kind of gives him powers to fly. <laughs> so you get this goofy boxing match, Camp Sasquatch wins and coach gets to keep the camp. That's pretty much this movie in a nutshell. It is crazy. It's uh, ridiculous. But it's so much fun. Uh, It's not as seedy as most camp movies at this point. It it is a little more family-friendly, except the fact that we're trying to see a naked guy's junk. Which, at the end of the movie, when Flash wins the fight. Sorry, didn't mean to ruin that for you. Uh, when... The other guy that he that he's fighting, Donald Gibb, when he falls, he he latches on to the dress that Flash is wearing, and it pulls it down, and he's showing his junk to everybody there. And there you go, Kim Richards. You can see a man's hooter. And, uh... There you go. That's, uh... That, that's, that's meatballs, too. <laughs> uh... I love this stupid movie. It's stupid. It's absolutely stupid. But it's the right kind of stupid for me. Right? Which is a fine line. Because there's some movies I won't watch because I already know they're stupid. Uh, you know, it's it, it's kind of like the, the scary movies, right? I, I can't watch, you know, the, the actual titled scary movies. The, the, the horror movie spoofs. I can't watch them. Because... Only Zucker Brothers need to be doing movie spoofs that can do it correctly. This one's not necessarily a spoof. It is pulling from different sources. But it's pretty dang goofy, but I do. I love it. I love this movie. Um, It doesn't deserve a 3 out of 5, but I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5 because I could watch this on repeat over and over. Uh, You may feel different. You may hate this movie. I don't know. But if you haven't seen this movie and you like 80s nostalgia, you like half the people that I brought up that's in this movie, and again, I am absolutely blown away by how many people are in this movie that I totally forgot about. Um, Check this one out. Let me know what you think. Uh, It's on Tubi. You can watch it for free. The only thing you're going to, you know, be lacking is the time you, you used while watching it. But, uh, I don't know, man. I, I love this goofy movie, and I hope you do, too. All right, folks, that's it for this one. Uh, give me some recommendations. of something you want me to cover, and I'll try to do it. All right, folks, we will check you later.